Welcome to Heartland Church. It is our prayer that as you listen to the following message, you would experience the heart of God for your life. For more information about our ministry and available resources, visit us on the web at heartlandchurchonline.com. Now, let's join this week's service already in progress. Well, this morning I want to, um, I want to bring uh, an exhortation, an encouragement to you. I, um, I don't know if I'd call it one of my spiritual gifts, but I'm an exhorter. I, I love to encourage people. I try to find ways that I can do that. Um, and so today, I, that's, that's the posture of my heart that I'm coming with today. But I need you to understand on the front end that, man, this is some stuff that God has been walking uh, myself through, our family through, uh, just in a deeper way. And I think that that's important to know. I mean, I... How many of you feel like, man, we get some really good preaching here? If you don't raise your hand, it's okay. I'm not going to be... Yeah, so, somebody put it up and then put it down. No, I'm just kidding. Man, we, in all seriousness, like, um, we really do. Uh, there, there is um, a wonderful uh, preaching gift in this house. And, and, I'm, and I'm saying it teaching, teaching the Word of God. But what I love about it is, is there's, there's a lot of times where... There's, there's concepts from the Holy Spirit. There's things to mine out that if we'll take those... You know, we, um, we have a new couple that's been coming to the church regularly uh, here recently. And I had breakfast with him. And he shared with me, he said, yeah, we're... You know, we love being here. One, they actually just got married this past weekend, right? Yesterday. So they got married. So that's amazing. But he was sharing with me that one of the things that he's noticed at the time he and his fiance was that... When they would leave here, they would dialogue about what was shared throughout the week. And it caused uh, growth in, in, in throughout the week in between them as they tore apart what, what God was speaking to their heart through the sermon. And so I, I would concur. You know, my wife Emily and I, we've been here since uh, July of 2010. And when he said that, I thought, yes, that is so true. There's so many times... Where what is shared, um, you know, on a Sunday morning, you know, it stays with you. And, and I want to just encourage you guys that that's what it's supposed to be. That we would take those things and mine them out and allow God to reveal those things to us. That he wants us to, to understand and get a grasp on and take ownership of. Okay, and, that, and that's something that I feel like, hey, we have the opportunity to do that here. To take really, really important truths and insight into God's word. And I am super, I just really appreciate that. And so I'm, I'm, you know, you probably haven't seen, I spoke last in June, which is totally fine. I love, I love the opportunity to get up here and share. It's a privilege to be with you guys. So, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about myself. I don't speak a whole lot, but I'm saying in general, I just really appreciate, um, the heart in which, uh, you know, pastor Dave is, he's just a hungry man. He loves Jesus with all his heart. And I want to tell you, it's a, it's a, I didn't plan on sharing this, but sometimes I'll tell him, uh, you know, it's, it's, I know there's plenty of people out there, but I'm so grateful to follow a leader, a shepherd of a movement, who just at the end of the day is so hungry for the Lord for himself. Isn't that such a blessing? It really, really is. Like when you parse it down and you distill everything that goes on down to its simplest form, why we do what we do, it's wonderful to have somebody that's given the task of responsibility of overseeing and shepherding people and caring for families that just has a real heart for the Lord to encounter him for himself. So that's a blessing. So that's why we get good preaching. Because it's more than theory. It's more than just putting something together. So today my goal is to uh, bring an encouragement and exhortation. And I do believe uh, that it is prophetic. Um, I believe it's prof- prophetic in timing. And uh, by the way in which the Lord wants to edify us today. I think it's very timely. And so uh, many of you in this room today, um, you are going through perhaps... Maybe the most challenging time in your life. Now, there's, there's other people in this room that in the moment, you're not. Life is, life is going pretty well. You know, you always are going to have that. So today, my goal is not to talk about just rushing down into the gutter and being down in the dumps. 
But honestly, sometimes I, I think that we have just a little bit of a disconnect of perspective as far as what it means to walk this thing out in our relationship with the Lord. I'm never going to be one of those people that signs up for suffering. And I, and I think that's pretty poor theology to have the mindset that, you know, we're going to just make it through by the grace of God and you perpetually live in that state. And, and I would say that I have watched people who do take on that demeanor. That tends to be what their life looks like. So I'm not, I'm not a person that, that just is like, man, I got I to gotta have suffering in my life. All but it's very clear that it does not say in the Bible, it doesn't say if you suffer. It doesn't say if, it says when. I mean, it, it indicates that there is going to be hard times that we go through in life. But I want to tell you something. Right on the front end, man, I hate, I am so grateful to know Jesus because I don't know how people make it through this thing called life without him. And I am grateful to the Lord. And I, and today my thing is really, I think at the end of this, you're going to find yourself going, you know what? That was so simple what he said, but it's just really refreshing and just getting our perspective tied to the right place. So there's people in this room, man, hey, you are going through a hard time. And I want to just tell you that I want to acknowledge that. I want to just say, hey, it's okay. But the point of today is, is we have to keep going through. We have to keep rooted in the right place, keep our perspective in the right place. Because even in the midst of this, you can excel, you can, you can walk in a place of victory as you walk through that place of suffering. And this is the promises that we have, that we are not left in the middle of our suffering to just deal with it on our own. Okay? So, if that's not you, then in the immediate, we know, just as uh, John was uh, sharing right at the end as we were praying, hey, this, th- there's some challenging times that we're living in right now. And, you know, I talk to a lot of people, you can almost feel it um, wherever you go. There's a real fear of the future. There, there, there is a prevalent, and I'm not trying to give fear a place, but I am saying that I, I'm, I can see that there is a real um, propensity towards gravitating to fear right now. And, you know, that just simply to put, put it very simple is that is not God's heart for us ever to operate from a place of fear. Is to be abjectly rejected each and every time, okay? So I'm speaking very plainly today, very matter-of-factly, because I feel like God is going to, he's going to calibrate some things today, okay? So maybe you're in this room today, and you're, you're, like I said, you're overwhelmed by the circumstances of life. Maybe you're going through a battle in your health, or a family member, or a dear friend is in the battle of their lifetime, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to make it about us today, about myself personally, but my wife and I, we have three, three extremely close people in our life right now, including her father, that is going through life-threatening health issues. So, and, and, you know, there is, there is definitely an opportunity to agree with, with find yourself in a place of operating uh, in fear. Okay, and so why I bring that up is, is this again, this is something that I am, I am learning to walk out and I feel like the Lord's been super faithful. So maybe you're battling health. Maybe, maybe you are going through the fight of your life relationally with somebody right now. Maybe your marriage is, it's hanging by a thread and you, you don't know what to do. Okay. Maybe, maybe you're in this room and you are, are just struggling with what the Bible refers to as besetting sin. It, it just simply means like prevalent or an ongoing battle. You can't get victory over an area of sin in your life. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're just sitting in your seat today and you are dealing with... You, you don't know if you can actually keep functioning in the place of life that you currently occupy. You know, the enemy might be telling you, you know what, you're not going to have what it takes to be able to, to do what you need to do in life. You're not going to be able to be the dad that you need to be. You're not going to be able to stay in that place at work. You don't have the skill set. 
You know, they're going to find out that you, you don't have what it takes. It's only a matter of time. And I mentioned you, maybe you're battling fear in this room today. Keeps you from, that fear might keep you from moving forward into what God has for you. You know, but I want to just say, and, and hey, it sounds like negative Nancy on the front end. I get that. Like, I, I realize that it, it'd be easy to just go, oh, let's, let's just jump in the gutter. But I, I just want, I said all that to say, man, the devil, if anything, he's two things. He's persistent and he's a liar. That, that I will give him. He is persistent and he is a liar. So you've probably heard something like this. You know, God's not good because you're sick or your family member's sick. And if he was good, you wouldn't be battling that illness right now. You wouldn't be sick. You wouldn't have cancer. You wouldn't have diabetes. You wouldn't need a knee replacement. You're always going to have relational problems with your family and friends. You know, he'll come and tell you that, hey, you're the one that's got the problem. You know, some of you in here that are struggling relationally, you know, you put some boundaries in place that are healthy. And then the enemy circles back around and tells you, you're the crazy one, you know. He, he just, he's, he likes to be persistent and he likes to lie. How about this one? You're the only one that can't get victory over that sin. Anybody ever heard that? No? Okay, I have. <laughs> How about this one? You don't have what it takes to su- succeed in what God has for you. Anybody ever heard that? How about this one? Nothing ends up working out right for me. Anybody ever heard that one? All right, if you've, if you've heard any of those that I just mentioned, go ahead and raise your other hand that you didn't raise earlier so we can keep it stretched, okay? Raise your hand. Hi, if you've ever heard any of that, look around, keep your hand up. You can... Okay. So I know that, again, I know this sounds really basic, but here's the deal. When we're in the day in and day out, the enemy prefers to get us isolated and so focused on what we're going through that we lose sight of the fact that everybody else is probably went through something like this too. Okay? It's at a ground level, I just, hey, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty plain and simple sometimes. Like I tell people, like when we're talking about deep theological stuff, sometimes I'll just hit a stopping point and I'll say, look, man, I'm just willing to go childlike and take God at his word. And that's not, I'm not saying that from a place of ignorance. I'm saying like, there's a part of me that's like, hey, we just have to, we don't need to overthink it. The enemy is persistent and he's a liar. He is, he is adamant about getting you to believe and yoke yourself to negativity. Clouds are thinking. Okay. So I want to exhort you today. And I want to encourage you that no matter where you are, okay, maybe right now things are going great. That is awesome, and I want you to keep the expectation that it will, okay? If I was to come by you today, I'd high-five you, and I'd say, man, that is awesome. Keep running hard. That's amazing. And then there's some of you today where you're like, hey, you know, I'm in a place where, I, yeah, I got some things in front of me, but hey, God's good, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm heading in the right direction. I know where, where to war from. And I would say, good, there, there, there's an invitation for you to here today. And the people that are doing amazing, there's an invitation for you here today. And then for those of you that are like, yeah, you mentioned going through the hardest time in my life. If it ain't the hardest, it's very close. I want to say that there's an invitation for you here today as well, okay? And it's this. The last couple of weeks, God has been just speaking this word to me. that I want to exhort you today to determine in your heart, wherever you are, to move closer in proximity to the Lord than you ever have before. And here's why I want to tell you that. I don't understand all this, but the timing's right and the Lord is ready. Okay? And you're like, well, duh, that's going to... No, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm just telling you that there is a deeper invitation into you intentionally drawing closer in proximity to the Lord. Why? Why would I use the word proximity? Why wouldn't I just say, draw near to God or nearness to God? That's what you usually hear. I would concur. That's what I wanted to default to. But the Lord just kept saying, no, proximity, proximity. Let me tell you what the word proximity means. It is the state of being near in space and timing. 
The state of being near in space and timing. So in short, God's saying that this is a moment and I want you to get close to me. Closer than you ever have before. And I would say that today, what I'm, what I'm going for is, is that circumstances, no matter if it's like, woo, mountaintop, you know, mid-range, can't breathe too well up the mountain, or I'm still in the valley and I can't see anything, you know, doesn't matter. Like God is, God wants to communicate some things today for us to get a tenacity on the inside of us. And I'm not talking about mind over matter, okay? Because just to be very honest with you guys, you know, the last six months for me, mind over matter ain't going to cut it. Just be honest. And I'm guessing that you've been in that spot too. You know, uh, I think it was Brian Johnson, the um, worship leader from Bethel, Bill Johnson's son. I think I heard him say a quote recently. He said, consider it a gift when God becomes your only option. Wow. You know, there, there's so many times where instead of me having that mentality, that at the end of the day, Lord, in your, because the blessings you have, it came from the only option, right? Like it came from God. So it, it's a mentality to adapt in our hearts, to stay rooted and grounded, to say, no matter how much you bless me, God, I want my heart to have the perspective that it all comes from you. And if I'm going through a hard time, hey, you know what? I have you, God. I have you. You know? And that's, that's called eternal thinking. And we'll get to more of that in just a minute. So, again, I want to reiterate. I believe what the Lord is saying to each one of us today. I'm, and I'm asking the Spirit of God to just really make clear in our hearts. He's saying, I want you to come closer. I want you to be with me more than you've ever been before. You know, Psalm 73, verse 28. I love this. But as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of all your works. What a beautiful picture in the way the psalmist positioned their life. You know, he, he's referring to a state of being. At a ground level. You know, it's, it's, it's things like that that need to perk our ears up. Because what I'm, what I'm trying to communicate today is, is there is a consistency that God is wanting to bring us into. I feel like some people in this room, like, hey man, you've known the Lord for a long time. And I wouldn't, to a certain degree, I'd include myself in this. But that journey feels like this. Woo, it's like a roller coaster. You know, how many of you rode the new roller coaster, the monster at Adventureland? Raise your hand. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's the youth pastor coming out in me. I have, I have read the mo- rode the monster, and, you know, it's got a lot of loops and turns and all that stuff, right? Sometimes, sometimes our walk with the Lord can feel that way, and, and I really believe that it should not. I believe that God wants to give us a foundation that we thrive in every season, So I believe that as we set our hearts in closer proximity to the Lord, a couple things are going to happen. We're going to become an answer to the place and sphere of influence in the earth that God has put us in. I think think to a certain degree that some of us in this room, the reason why you're frustrated, and I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show you, and I'm not saying this at you, okay, so I want you to hear my heart. Some of you are frustrated in here today because you feel like your life consumes you. You feel selfish. You, you actually are made to stand in a place of influence, full of the Holy Spirit, rooted in God's love and have influence in where God has put you to be. But because of circumstances in life, you feel so inward focused and self-consumed. And I want to tell you that I just, if that's you today, I'm not saying it at you. I am saying that I believe God is inviting you to break out of that today. And you felt like, I don't know how to get out of this. Like it feels like a wet paper bag, you know, it's just, just over you and all yucky. And you feel like, oh, I could just punch through it, but I can't get out of it. And um, so I believe that proximity is the key. 
I want to just touch on a few things that I believe. Now, obviously, this would mean that at a foundational level, the closer you draw near to God, the more you're going to see him show up on your behalf. You know, I, I love math. It's funny, I took algebra in high school like four times. But not, you know, not like the high end stuff. Like, I couldn't pass it. Okay. <laughs> you know. So, finally, I'm like, is there any other math that I can... T- how I need, I'm going to have to graduate. What are my other options? Tried this four times. Oh, you can do business math and all that stuff. Sweet, let's do it. And I love it. Love all that. It makes sense to me. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting because it, it's one of, it's, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm just going, I'm just going back now to some of those frustrating moments in class, but <laughs> I took English 11 three times too. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's just an anointing right there. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know why I told you that now, but I'm sure it was going to be good. Okay. Um, so I, 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 here's the thing. I believe that there's a couple things that I just want to highlight today out of this thing, uh, this invitation from the Lord to, to grow, grow closer in proximity to him. Okay. The, the first one, is, is perspective. You know, there, it's, it's so interesting. And, and, and some of this today, I'm going to have a couple of things where after I'm done sharing with you, you, you may be like, really? Oh, wow, I would have never guessed that about you. Or, or you might be like, yeah, I totally saw that about you and you just had a blind spot. So it could be, it could be either or, okay? If, you know, fill out a questionnaire online and send it to No, I'm just kidding. Anyway... All right, but perspective. Some months ago, um, I, was going through, I was going through a really hard time. Just, just life was challenging. Um, I, I can't really give you a specific reason why. There was just several different things. And, and to be honest with you, I wasn't, I, wasn't do, I wasn't thriving real well. Like, I was aware of the fact that, hey, this is not awesome. Like, I got to figure this out. You know, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm showing up at home. I'm kind of, I'm grumpy. You know, my wife and my kids, they're awesome. They're not the source of it. I come home. I'm grumpy. You know, there was just, there was just a lot of stuff going on that I was trying to navigate. And what ended up happening was, is I, I ended up uh, listening to a, a teaching by Graham Cook called Overcoming Negativity Through Rest. And my first response, when I felt like I was supposed to give, was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, who's got time to rest? I don't have time to rest. I'm just being honest with you guys. Yeah, I'm going to overcome negativity through rest, okay? Sounds like a weird title. But the confession part of it is, is when I went through that, I was shocked how yoked I had become to negativity. I, I was shocked. I, I, um, yeah, it, it was, it was surprising. And I use, I use that word yoked because Graham uses it in his teachings, but I think it's appropriate. Being yoked to a negativity is a perspective that you wear all the time, mostly. But I want to tell you that here's the problem with where I was at. In short, you cannot, you cannot have a negative mindset and tell me that you're in a place of faith. You can't. It doesn't work. In fact, it's like the antithesis of faith as negativity. And it's, it's, it's a definitely an open door for fear, right? It's a breeding ground. And so it was shocking to me. I was seeing it. It was like I was really thankful because then I'm like, oh, wow, look at all this. And I was able to make adjustments quickly. And it was, it was really good. But man, my perspective, whoo. And it's, it, honestly, it, it snuck up on me. I wasn't looking to be negative. In fact, uh, 
when we had our, one of our staff meetings, I said, hey, guys, I need to talk to you. And I just brought it up. I was saying, man, I am so sorry if that, that mentality has had an effect on you as our team around here. You know, and everybody was, was gracious. Nobody, nobody said, yeah, we've noticed you've been really negative. In fact, some of them were like, yeah, I didn't see that about you. But it was, it was a big deal. And so the perspective, it was, it was, I had a negative set of lenses on, and therefore my perspective was very, very jaded. Uh, and, and it was, it was not, there's no way I could stand in the place of faith and partnered with God. So coming close in proximity to Jesus sets us up to be able to see as he sees. You know, it's an invitation into his heart. It's a journey. But he invites us in to gain his perspective. It's like he's not withholding it. It does require action. Like I had to make a choice. Okay. Um, and my situation was like. I, I can't stay in this place. Right. So I'll, there is a participation. In, and the Holy Spirit's good. He, he leads us in that. But you know. When Jesus gives us his perspective. Here's a, here's a hint. A key for you. He actually expects us. To run with with what he shows us, you know, so as we draw closer in proximity, those areas you need breakthrough, those areas that 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 you see in people's lives, or it, if he gives you insight into that, he he expects you to act on with what he shows you. It, it's going to take some action, but I want to propose to you that there's adventure in that. Okay, this thing is it's the journey. Oftentimes, it's not the you know. How many of you have ever went through a situation with God? And like he gave you, you know, he's like, here's what you're going to do. And you went on this journey with God and you got close. And then it right when it came to pass or it did come to pass, you're like, man, God, this is awesome. Only to have and and it's 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 sneaky. God here, you know, he he moves the finish line. You're like, yeah, I finished. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. What? Oh, no, there. Oh, there's more. Whoa, there's more that you called me. There's no way I saw was going to see that because I was just going for, you know, it's a it really can be an adventure. Like it's it's about the journey. God, God's not a finish line. God, um, until we're done breathing and then it's second Timothy four, eight, you know. Um, but until then, you know, he's he's inviting us in on a journey. So his perspective is crucial and there's an element of risk to what he shows us. But he wants us to gain his perspective so we can be effective in the areas where we need breakthrough for ourselves and for others. You know, I was talking about suffering. Listen to what Paul says here in Romans. Romans 8, 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. That is a powerful scripture to latch on to, especially if you're in a place of warfare. If you are in a place of which you would classify as suffering right now, maybe physically in your body, you know, relationally, whatever it is, I want you to make a note of that and go and take that thing to the Lord and and say, Lord, what was it about Paul? What did you what did he see? What did he experience that caused him to say that the sufferings at this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that you're going to reveal? To me. Make it personal. Make it personal. You know, when we go through stuff, like we have to tie ourselves. We have to get anchored to God's word and his promise. We have to root ourselves to it. And I know we know that. But what I'm talking about today, listen, I I call there's seasons in life that you go through. It's called rubber meets the road. And so you can have somebody get up, you know, and, and I'm not talking about people that. I'm just saying, a cute sermon ain't going to cut it. I don't need, I'm not walking through a time where it's like, oh, you know, yeah, that, that feels good. No, I need something to latch onto because I've got people in my life that need a breakthrough in healing. And I've got people that are in that place that don't know the Lord. So how are they going to get healed? My proximity to, to the Lord and my proximity to them contending for a miracle on their behalf could be the way that the Lord heals their body. 
It's imperative that I understand where I am positioned in this season of time. And just get in the trenches. I use that terminology quite a bit. Man, you know, I don't know about you, but we tend to want to fly away from pain. You know, challenging situations. Listen, you want to be a person that has influence. Okay. Some of you, would, some of people would say, well, they're a glutton for punishment. That's not what I'm talking about. But I am saying, I think we can come into a place of perspective where when we see an issue, a problem in society, a problem in a friend, that they're going through something. If we are, if we are rooted in the right place and willing to go with what the Lord shows us, I think that we can jump into the trenches with them. In fact, I think that's exactly what Jesus did whenever he saw a need. And so it's, it's really important that we understand that we first have to have the right perspective. Okay, let me read you another scripture here. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9. Perspective, right? I love this one. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. A lot of people probably real, read that scripture and think, oh, that's angry God. Okay. I'm coming from the place of he's, I choose to look at it as like, oh, he's saying, man, I've got answers and solutions. You don't have any understanding about. I realize what the doctor just told you, but I still have a solution. I realize the financial troubles you're going in, through right now. And I know what the mortgage company sent you in the mail, but I have a solution. That's, that's what I'm talking about. And there's an invitation to receive those answers, those thoughts that are higher than my thoughts, that are higher than the bank's thoughts, that are higher than the doctor's thoughts. Those things can come through us and they can, they can land in the earth and have impact. Okay. You know, it, I've been, the last few days, I've been contemplating the life of Joseph, you know, since we're talking about perspective. And my kids, every once in a while, will watch the movie, The Prince of Egypt. And so there's a song in there, and I'm not going to belt it out because the dude singing has a way higher voice than I do, and he's a way better singer than I am. But he says in there, there's a part in the story where Joseph's in prison, and he is nurturing a tree back to health. It gets broken and Joseph's literally in the pit and he's hit rock bottom. And the song goes, part of the song goes like this. You know better than I, you know the way. You are the way. I let go of my need to know why, for you know much better than I. And, and so for some of you in here, here's what the enemy's been telling you. You're in prison. That marriage that's in shambles, prison. That job you don't have, prison. That illness you're battling, prison. I want to propose today, and I do not mean this as hype. I'm telling you, I, I need this word for my life, for the people that I'm close to. I need it to land and I believe that's God's heart. I'm not up here just wasting time today, okay? Whatever you would perceive as your prison, could it be through God's perspective, He's going to use it to bring you into the palace. You know, it, it's, it's God. It's God alone that has to give us perspective when we're walking through struggle and testing and suffering. People... It's fine for people to come around us and love us. That's, that's very valuable. But I am talking about the Lord coming and you walking through a, a challenging time, you know, and you find yourself having peace when you shouldn't, right? Everything says you, you, don't, you shouldn't have peace right now. I feel like with God's perspective, uh, he gives us the ability to see and solutions to problems. Not either or, but and solutions to problems. Like, hey, he's got a third option and it's better than the either or. Okay? But what this requires to, for us is proximity. Because you're going to go through times where it's like everything in front of you says the opposite. 
whatever's going on in the natural. You know, it, with my father-in-law, I don't want to be insensitive. My father-in-law needs, he needs a miracle. Like right now, um, it's, we're talking mortality at some point. He needs a miracle. So, you know, it's not a game and I'm not saying it for you to uh, feel sorry, but I'm saying like, what am I dealing with? I understand very well in the natural what they've said and that's reality, right? But there's also another reality. There's two realities going on here and our willingness as a family and so many people that are praying to stay in that place of contending and having the right perspective that God would break in and trump that reality that he's currently facing with God's reality. Does that make sense? And so a lot of that is there's there's many times we go through situations where we feel like we don't have a say in the matter. You know, the enemy traffics in that. When you when you're going through a period in life and you feel like I'm out of control. I have no control. You know, that that actually is there's some things where yes, I don't have the ability to change certain things with people close to us from a, a health perspective. I can't change it. But we do have control of this thing. God is good, and I know He's a healer. At the end of the day, no matter what happens with those situations, it, it is about that. God wants to use the, or the enemy wants to use the situations in our life to get us to move off that declaration and that posture of our heart. Where we go through something so challenging, so tragic, and I'm not saying we're going to, okay? That's, but I'm saying this is the narrative the enemy wants. And ultimately, it's because he wants to move us away from proximity to God, get bitter in our hearts, blame him, and ultimately, separation. That's, that's what it is. And all this stuff we're talking about, it's kind of it's the process and where we go. Either that draws us closer to the Lord or it doesn't. And it's pretty plain and simple. Okay. So perspective is huge. And God is inviting us as we draw closer to him to gain a perspective that's beyond our own understanding. And I'm just telling you that I have begun to experience this. I've woke up with days where, by all intents and purposes, I shouldn't be encouraged and I shouldn't have joy. And yet I do. So my encouragement to you would be what one thing I'm learning is, is if there is joy and peace available, put it on. Don't, don't pick up fear and worry I, I've literally had, guys, I'm serious. I've literally had moments in my day where I can feel like peace and joy on my right side as if I can pick it up and carry it. It's a good thing. And then fear and worry that I can pick up. And I want to tell you, it produces bad, bad. Very quickly. I, I'm, it's been that real. For, what I'm talking about has been that real for me. And... Empower, I'm, I've realized that I'm empowered. That choice is, is, is my choice. With the Holy Spirit helping me, I can, I can pick up joy and peace. And I would just tell you that I don't think that I'm an exception there. I think that that opportunity by the power of the Holy Spirit is available to each one of us in those trying times. When something comes up, something doesn't go your way. In a very real way, will I pick up peace and joy or will I pick up fear and worry? Will I pick up faith or will I pick up control? And man, the two, I, I, everybody's probably been there, but I've walked through a season where it's so, so real, the contrast in the quality of life by which one I decide to pick up. We're talking about quality of life here today. <laughs> All right, so second thing is power. I, um, in that time of going through a hard time, I, I, I spare you all the details, but we, we had some information that, uh, uh, along with Emily's dad being sick, um, we, uh, we found out that, uh, it was on a Sunday, uh, we found out that, that my wife was pregnant with 
what would be our fifth child. And it was very out of the blue. Now, I know how it happens. I'm just saying it wasn't planned, okay? So before you're like, come on, I get it, right? And I used to say the same thing to people. We were shocked. How, do you, how are you shocked? Anyway, okay, I digress. All right. So, so Sunday, I'm locking up church. My wife's like, calls me. Could you, it was the day after her sister's wedding. Could you grab a pregnancy test on the way home? What? What? I thought maybe you were calling for me to, you know, grab some hamburger to grill for the kids. But nope, we're going to do the pregnancy test thing. And she was, as soon as she said that, I knew. I knew. So, um, so we found out that she was pregnant. Sunday, you know, we're like, woo, this, it's going to be great. Monday, I get up to come to work. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. With everything that we got going on in life. But it wasn't like a good, oh, my goodness. It was, it was I was very, very overwhelmed. And, it, and I would classify it, this doesn't happen to me often, I would classify it as an attack. I really would. And I was just battling. In fact, I was like, I ain't going to the office. I need to get alone with God. Like, I'm going, I went to Sailorville Lake and I just sat and I was, and just thinking. And then I started driving back to the church. And as sure as my name, this is, this is what I heard God speak to me. Just this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, hey. I understand everything you got going on, but what if I give you the grace to handle it all? And, and I'm serious. It was like a mirror came up before me. And then what I was dealing with is, okay, what in me doesn't want to agree with that? Because I knew God was saying, I will do this for you. You will be able to handle all this and this next season and you'll thrive. You'll be okay. You'll be able to do everything you need to do. And I want to tell you that that word has, I have clung to that word over the last number of months since he spoke that to me because it has been so huge for me. I have needed that in a big way. And I I want to propose to you that whatever you're going through today, what if he gives you the grace to handle it all? You know, grace grace is the vehicle to coming into the power of God. Grace is our, you know, our key to opening the door into partnership with the Holy Spirit. We know it's for salvation, but it's also to bring us into a partnership with the Holy Spirit to see the power of God demonstrated in our life. Okay? So as we draw closer in proximity to the Lord, in proximity to the Lord I believe that He's getting ready to increase the power in our lives to ramp up, to be everything we need to be with where we are positioned. Listen, Jesus, you know, Jesus modeled this. You know, yes, he was fully God, but a large part of what he did on the earth, it came by him being yielded to the Holy Spirit and relying upon uh, him to help. Like, he became the perfect sacrifice because he lived a sinless life by yielding to the Holy Spirit, enabling him to do that. This is really important. You know, Jesus gave us the model. And so here's the invitation. It's like, whatever the situation is, like, I feel like the Holy Spirit's been whispering to me, like, I'm bringing you into a greater place of tenderness with me. Okay? And I would say that this is not just for me, but that, that we would see the Holy Spirit so integrated in our daily lives that he has infiltrated our thought life. That our dialogue in our own head is drastically different because of the Holy Spirit coming to us in a greater way. That the battlefield in our mind is now been subjected to the power of the Holy Spirit and is in alignment with what God says about us. You know, th- this, this is really important. And I feel like, I feel like that that Jesus, Jesus modeled something to us. Let me give you a few examples of how Jesus partnered with the Holy Spirit because the invitation that we need today, like, I don't know about you, but I've got some, I've got some places in life that I currently occupy and I need more of the Lord showing up in power through my life. Does anybody else need that today? Okay, good. So Jesus, Jesus was so cool because he gave us a great model 
of him partnering with the Holy Spirit. If you've grown up in church a long time, maybe you're like me, you're like, hey, uh, yeah, sometimes I, yeah, I went to Bible school and all that stuff, but sometimes we just think God, you know, Jesus came to the earth as with all of his superpowers from heaven and just, it was easy for him. No, he came to the earth as the last Adam, subject, subjected himself to the same process by which we would live in the earth and have access to the Holy Spirit after he left and he kicked tail. He did. And so here's the thing. How about this one? When Jesus says that profound statement where he goes, hey, I'm leaving now, paraphrasing. I'm sure he didn't talk this way. I'm leaving now, but everything you just saw me do, you're going to do that and more. Now, we hear that a lot. I've heard that a lot. But what is that true How many of you feel like you're currently operating in somewhere even close to that level? Now, if you raise your hand, I'm good with that. Like, that's awesome. And we probably, awesome, good. But there, I'm telling you, there is, there is a, many of us are in this room going, you know what, if you define that as the mark, man, I got a lot of room to let Jesus show up and operate through me through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you exactly that. That is what the Lord wants to do. And he's wanting us to draw close to him so we have the proper perspective, full of the power of the Holy Spirit so we can begin to move in this. Jesus had a couple areas that, real quick, healing, right? Everywhere Jesus went, he healed. Luke 5, 17 says, one day he was teaching and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. So Jesus moved because the Holy Spirit was there and he recognized it and he partnered with the Holy Spirit. You know, that it's the same power that came on the disciples in Acts. 2, 7, 8, 13, same type of deal. And so they began to model what Jesus was modeling. Let's, let's talk about, you know, our ability to say no to sin and to please the Lord even in our thought life like we were talking about. How did that happen? Luke 4, 1, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness. And this is where the devil came and tempted him. Jesus, as a man did not fight that battle on his own. He was full of the Holy Spirit. And so I would propose to you today that there's an invitation. Man, some of you, you feel like the enemy's just been left hooking me all over the place. I want to propose to you today that there is a, is a fresh invitation for you to come in proximity to the Lord and yield that area of your life to him. Confess, repent, but understand he is there to fill you with his spirit so you can stand against that thing. It is not mind over matter. It's him. Prayer. Jesus, Luke 10, 21. At the very time he rejoiced greatly in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this was well and pleasing in your sight. When Jesus prayed, he rejoiced greatly in the Holy Spirit. There was a partnership there. And so I just believe that, um, you know, there's an invitation for a fresh deposit of the Holy Spirit today. Not just for the sake of power, okay? We need that. But I'm talking about the Holy Spirit being there in the most intimate moments of our life. That we never get into a situation where he withdraws. So if you don't feel him, either two things happened. You withdrew, or the enemy's lying to you and telling you that the Holy Spirit withdrew. Both of those are things that can be rectified. By drawing close to him. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. Luke eleven thirteen. I love this. Uh, okay, you're in this room. You're like, hey, my circumstances, this whole refreshing thing that you're talking about. Yeah, you know what? Disqualified. I got too much going on. 
Some of you in this room, you know better. You know better that that shouldn't be your mindset, but that's what the enemy's telling you right now. I want to hit that right in the face. Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? I'm a dad. I like to give good gifts to my kids, but it says I'm still evil. No, it's, I understand the connotation of it, right? The heavenly Father is the perfect gift giver, and he, he has no evil inside of him, and he's saying, hey, here's the Holy Spirit to anyone that asks. Even now, I want you to just begin to ask him to release his spirit to you in a fresh way. I, I, um, one, I, I think Pastor Christopher shares this one a lot. I love this one. John 7, uh, verse 37 through 39. Now, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But, he is, he, but this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive for the spirit was not yet given, but Jesus was not yet glorified. And so he, he is inviting us to be filled with the Holy Spirit to overflowing. So we can't have his perspective without being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I can't just ask him, okay, give me your perspective. And that leads me into power of the Holy Spirit. Like there has to be that, that understanding that, okay, to, to, to get both those things, I have to come in proximity to God. I have to give him my yes. I have to say, no matter what I've been facing, I am going to draw close to you, God, because I believe that you're going to give me your perspective and you have promised the Holy Spirit to me. Now, the question is, is do you want that? And I'm not saying that at you. I feel like that that is what God, there's many days where it's like, here it is. Do you want it? Take it. I'm here. You can have it. Enter into what I have for you. And it's this awareness, this partnership in the midst of a, for, for me, a pretty challenging time that I feel his tenderness. I feel grace and mercy when I should have had fear and worry. I know the future is going to be good because he promises it. It doesn't matter what I feel like in the moment. The Holy Spirit can come alongside me and in those moments say, look, what you're dealing with right now, it is tough. In this life, mortality is a tough thing, right? It's a tender time. But that's when he goes, now I want you to think eternally. I want you in this moment, John, to gain in it. I want you to see with the lens of eternity in mind. Now, I'm going to contend for a miracle of healing in all three of these situations I've, I've mentioned. But what I'm talking about is, is approaching it with the right perspective is, is that I'm contending for healing until there's no more breath in lungs. And, and there's, there's no other way to operate. But if... That wasn't the way that they received their healing. Then I have eternity in mind and we win anyway. It matters a lot when you're walking through that with somebody close to you. You know what I'm saying? And it's the Holy Spirit. It's not me manufacturing a good equation in my head. I want to just talk real quickly and I'm almost done. The last thing is promise. God's perspective, his power, and his promise as we draw close to him in proximity. When we partner with Jesus, partner with the Holy Spirit, we are then positioned to see with heaven's perspective. We are empowered and equipped by the Spirit to receive and release the promises of God. You can't do that if you're in a place of fear over your situation. Relationally, you can't declare restoration. Basically, I'll say this as a side note. This was some, I heard somebody much smarter and spiritual say this, but it, it hit me really hard. I think it was Sean Bowles. 
He said, any area that you can't love, you abdicate your authority to have influence. And I would say, some things that I've walked through relationally with folks at different times over the years, I would say that's absolutely true. And, but when we are full of the Spirit, and, I'm, and I've drawn close to the Lord, listen, I don't have to operate from a place of self-preservation with people I'm struggling with relationally. I can operate from a, a heart of preference towards them. I can have the ability to have influence in that situation if I keep my love working towards them. But that only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm just trying to give examples. So when we, re, when we are positioning ourselves to release promises into the situation, listen, it's first got to be on the inside of us. I cannot give away something I don't have. You ever heard that one before? It gets said around here a lot, but it's very true. Let's talk about just a few promises real quick to come on the back end of this thing. There's, there's a lot in the scripture, by the way. I know that that sounds simple, but maybe some of you today, you need to do something as simple as reminding yourself, go back, go through the promises of God. You might be in a place where the, the enemy, and I'm not saying this at you, but the enemy has so yoked you to negativity that you need to detox with God's promises. So, the presence of God is a promise. We know that, right? But Joshua 1.9, it's very, very popular passage of scripture. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We have access to the presence of God anytime, anywhere. It is a promise. Fear does not have to run and rule my life. I am promised from God the Father that his presence is with me. His presence is with you. And so like me, that, that mirror might come up in front of you. What in you objects or says, oh, I... I shouldn't be able to have his presence in this situation. I want to say that there isn't any scenario or situation you're going through where his presence doesn't want to come in and permeate. It's his promise. The peace of God. Psalm 85, 8. I will hear what God the Lord will say, for he will speak peace to his people, to his godly ones, but let them not turn back to folly. So the Lord says, I, I will hear you and I will speak peace to you. Who in this room, it's been a while since you've had some peace. If you're being honest with, yeah, that's fine. Raise your hand. But if you're being honest with yourself, maybe you're like me where you're walking the halls of life. How you doing? Great. And I wasn't great. I didn't have peace. And... That's a promise. Peace is a promise to you. Some of you, you've walked in a season where the last thing you've had is peace. Some of you, you, are, you can't sleep at night. You are restless. And God wants to give you his peace. I'm almost done. The last one, very fitting. Joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Psalm 1611, I love this. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. If you would, would you stand with me real quick? Stretch your arms out before... The Lord, if you would, we're going to take just a few minutes. Today, today, my heart was that God would give you something right where you are. Something tangible. Something meaningful. 
a truth that breaks you out of that discouragement that you haven't been able to get out of. A promise that causes you to see differently for the rest of your life. What if today was that day? What if right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that besetting sin is broken off you and you walk into victory that you've never had before? What if that's now? See, a lot of times we don't seize the moment or we think that the moment, it's not appropriate to seize it. And what we're talking about today is I'm not trying to stir up emotion. I am trying to yoke ourselves to the promise of God, to the power of the Holy Spirit. And his heart is now. Now is today is the day of salvation. Today is the moment for you to step in to victory in that area where the enemy has been defeating you over and over and over again. Today is the day. Now, I go back to what I felt like God saying to me. It's prophetic in timing. I believe God does have times where he opens up specific things. And I think that that's true. I don't want you to miss your moment today. And I don't want you to disqualify yourself today. And I'm asking right now that the voice of the enemy would be silenced in this room. That the accuser would have no voice now in the name of Jesus. And I declare over you today, breakthrough, strength to you, healing over you right now in the name of Jesus. I command disease to leave bodies right now in the name of Jesus. I command relationships that have been strained and broken to be restored by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Father, I ask right now that you would come and you would give us your perspective. How do you see that situation? How do you see me? What if you give me the grace to handle it all? What if he gives you the grace to handle it all? What in you objects to him coming and giving you what you need? I just, just for a second, if anything comes up, just I want you to just do business with God. I want you to just give it to him. Listen, there's, there's so many things that come up in life that bring separation, that are meant to distract. And really, my heart is, is that I feel like God is saying, that this proximity thing, it's not about what's going on and it's not about what's currently in front of you. I am telling you by the spirit of God, I am, I am saying that I feel like he's saying, come to me, come to me, hear my voice, come. I am your father. I love you. I want your heart to be connected to me. I don't want you to be disconnected. I don't want you to live in fear. I don't want you to live in worry. I don't want you to feel like you're out of control. I have answers for you. I have peace for you. I have grace for you. I have mercy for you. It's who I am. I can't be anything else. It's who I am. Now receive. Because he didn't say come to me and earn it. Receive it. Holy Spirit, right now, I ask that you would go all throughout this room, that you would deeply impart of yourself in a greater measure than anybody has experienced to date. <laughs> There's always more. There's always more. And Lord, we know, we're well aware of the things that, that are currently going on in life. But Lord, today I'm reminded that whatever seems like a mess, you'll take and make a message out of. You'll take my mess, God, and you'll bring me through it. And you'll bring me into a place where I can thrive. And I'm stronger than I've ever been. And I'm more connected to you than I've ever been. And you'll take it and you'll use me to be a message 
to go back and get retribution on the enemy. And whatever, whatever the enemy is bringing against you, it's a promise that he'll have to pay sevenfold. So right now, I declare, God, breakthrough in this house. Breakthrough over your life. Breakthrough in your finances. Breakthrough in your marriage. Breakthrough in your mindset that you would come in to a greater proximity than you ever have with the Holy Spirit. That the mind of Christ would literally begin to fall down right now from heaven and it would overtake mindsets that are contrary to the knowledge of God. Father, as we go from this place today, I'm asking that you would not only go with us, but you would continue the dialogue. And the way that each one of us needs to hear you. I pray, God, that you would so custom tailor the communication that you want to have with each one of us. That this thing would, would yield lasting, lifelong results <laughs> as we partner with you. Thank you, Jesus. You've been listening to a presentation from Heartland Church in Ankeny, Iowa. For more information about our ministry and its available resources, visit us on the web at heartlandchurchonline.com. Thanks for listening.